Hi, I'm Megan Reese, and this is Cancer Mythbusters, a podcast from Dana-Farber Cancer Institute about the many myths and misconceptions in the world of cancer. Every episode, we'll take a look at a myth and debunk it with the help of our world-leading clinicians and researchers. What should we eat and what shouldn't we eat? What keeps cancer patients healthy and what can help fend off cancer in the first place? These are big questions, and it can be hard to tell the difference between a nutritional myth and a nutritional fact. What is a fact is that good nutrition is important, especially for cancer patients. That means a balanced, minimally processed, plant-heavy diet, which can benefit your overall health and energy levels and support your immune system, as well as help you manage symptoms during treatment and promote survivorship. The term superfood, a relatively new term, refers to foods that claim to have exceptional health benefits. What's the deal with these foods? When it comes to a cancer patient's diet, are these foods better than others? Today I'm joined by Stacy Kennedy, a nutritionist at Dana-Farber, who will help me answer these questions. Thanks for joining me, Stacy. It's great to be here. Thanks so much. What are superfoods? Let's start there. So superfoods have really become a term that is synonymous with ultra-healthy, nutrient-packed, plant-based foods, and supplements. So these are foods or beverages or ingredients that are essentially advertised as having exceptional powers, essentially for fighting you know, common health conditions, helping with everything from weight loss to energy, vitality, hormonal balance. Um, and there are new ones coming out all the time. But I think the question is, are these foods really super or are they healthy foods with really awesome marketing. Do superfoods have a role in cancer prevention? Sure. So I think this is a a really key area to look at in, in detail in the sense that if we peel away this term superfood and we look at what they actually are, many of them are fruits, vegetables, nuts or seeds or other plant-based foods, maybe herbs or, um, you know, like an herb you would grow in your garden that come from all over the world. And when we think about health behaviors that might help to reduce the risk of developing certain cancers or strengthen the immune system or help promote survivorship, one of the cornerstones is having a diet rich in fruits and vegetables, other plant-based foods, and being physically active, things like that. So superfoods per se do not have enough scientific evidence and research to support many of the claims that we hear or that we think we hear. So a specific superfood having a role in reducing the risk or promoting survivorship for a particular kind of cancer, we're really not there yet in terms of the science. But if we peel that term away and we start to see these items as new opportunity for international fruits and vegetables, then maybe we can start to build a case about how they can help us achieve that well-balanced diet that is recommended by the American Cancer Society, National Cancer Institute, et cetera. How can superfoods help patients who are currently in cancer treatment? Sure. So I think that's a great question. And again, it really is a matter of trying to 
ignore the hype and speak with your dietitian, your nutritionist, your physician, your nurse about the role that some of these foods you're hearing about might have for you. Are they safe? Might they be effective? Why or why not? And having those conversations. Um, but we can take a look at a few popular examples. And, you know, so one example, some of the foods are things that we've certainly heard of and are pretty mainstream in the marketplace, right? Like you might see chia seeds or goji berries or acai berry. And with that, we can start to think about, okay, well, what what is this really? So if we look at, say, the acai berry or the goji berry, these are essentially fruits that have potent phytonutrients, so plant-based compounds that give them those vibrant colors from other parts of the world. So in a way similar to our blueberry or to our cranberry um, here in New England. And so we can look at eating foods as being helpful in terms of giving us certain vitamins, certain minerals, fiber, uh, et cetera, water even. Um, and so in that way, they might be helpful. In terms of other examples, um, I, would, I would mention a couple others. So like cacao is often touted as a really potent superfood. And so cacao would be um, essentially like the essence of chocolate. Um, and so whether or not... Um, this is something that will emerge as having a role in, in cancer prevention. Right now, there's very limited to no research. But if you love chocolate, um, and we do know it's important to avoid excess weight and have a healthy, balanced diet, you could use something like that in your smoothie, in your oatmeal, to help add some flavor um, and some nutrients without adding a lot of other additives that you might not want. What would you say overall about the relationship between certain foods and nutrients and their ability to prevent cancer? So this is always a, an interesting question because when we look at reports and studies on individual, say, superfoods, you know, in our example here. So, you know, even uh, there's this new berry called maki berries that are coming out. When you look at any, any kind of research, the research is extremely preliminary. So in looking up studies on popular superfoods, what you find are journals um, and the studies are either in cells, so like kind of test tube studies under a microscope or possibly in animal models. But there are not well done studies to date looking at these individual superfoods in humans living their everyday life and looking at the relationship with cancer. So just because on a you know, slide under a microscope in a cell, you might be able to manipulate things and potentially see an effect on how that cell grows or doesn't grow. It's a very big leap and really not scientifically evidence-based to then assume that that food will have that same effect in the human body and start to see results. There's a lot more research that needs to happen first. So we want to think of superfoods as just another opportunity for a healthy part of your balanced diet to add to the 50% of your plate that we encourage come from vegetables and fruits and plant foods. These could be an option, an option for that. Can you reiterate some other lifestyle and dietary measures that people can take to lower their cancer risk? Sure, absolutely. So in terms of nutrition, maintaining a healthy weight is extremely important, but going about that in a healthy way. So eating a balanced diet, which is predominantly plant-based, but might also include things like fish or other sources of lean protein. 
in a balance so that when you look at your plate, you want half to be vegetables or fruits, you want a quarter to be a protein, and a quarter to be your whole grain or starch. Sometimes foods take up more than one category. So like a sweet potato kind of counts as a starch, but it's also a vegetable. So looking for the variety of plant-based foods, those colorful examples really can help build the foundation of a healthy diet for helping reduce the risk of certain cancers or promote survivorship. Um, physical activity is very important as well, not only for its role in weight management, but its role in helping to support the immune system. Um, and then we look at things like vitamins and supplements kind of on an as-needed basis. I think that's another challenge with superfoods. Even though they're called food, many are sold either also as a supplement or even sometimes we can only get them in supplemental form. And so that's something for patients to actually be cautious of during treatment. So for example, eating turmeric, like adding the spice to your quinoa when you're cooking it or into your stir fry with a little black pepper or into a soup, that's a great way to get some of the antioxidant and anti-inflammatory and other benefits seen in that route. However, for some patients, taking a supplement might be risky in terms of an over-concentration of antioxidants during treatment, for example, radiation therapy. So even though superfoods are called food, just buyer beware to um, kind of be careful for where it crosses the line between a supplement versus a, a food. Superfoods aren't going anywhere. Um, in fact, I was reading and seeing that the term is really increasing in its uh, market share. So there's been one report said a 30%, a 36% increase in the number of foods and beverages that are proclaiming to be a superfood. And there's some interesting ones on, on tap for 2018. I saw watermelon seeds. Uh, chaga mushrooms, uh, tiger nuts, they're all these things. Um, algae, spirulina, that's been on for a while. And a lot of these, like I mentioned, have a role in a, in a healthy diet, you know, including seaweed or algae in a soup is can be very healthy. Um, but I think some of the take-home messages are really start to look at these as a new flavor opportunity, a new way to boost your intake of healthy plant-based foods try not to really focus too much on some of the guarantees and promises because unfortunately the research just doesn't back that up yet, but it doesn't mean that we need to necessarily avoid them, um, but they, they may be just kind of another fun and new and different uh, plant-based food to, to kind of try out and test. Thanks again for being here, Stacey. Great. Thank you so much. So myth busted. Ultimately, it's important not to look at superfoods as miracle foods, but as a piece of the pie, quote-unquote. When you strip away the term superfood, what remains is a group of foods that haven't been proven to prevent cancer all on their own. However, these nuts, fruits, vegetables, seeds, and other foods can make up components of a well-balanced diet. A healthy diet can not only help with things like weight management, but it may also reduce your risk for developing certain cancers while supporting your immune system, helping you feel well during treatment, and promoting healthy survivorship. To learn more about nutrition, visit DanaFarber.org nutrition. This has been an episode of Cancer Mythbusters, a podcast from Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. You can listen to this podcast at DanaFarber.org podcasts. You can also download this via iTunes or Stitcher. I'm Megan Reese. Thank you for listening. <laughs>